Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jake in the Paint podcast. Today, I'm here with a long overdue guest, my boy Kyle Solomon. Say How's what's it up? going, everybody? It's an honor to be here. It's been yeah. a long time coming. It's a dream come true, really. So, for the, if you've been following me on Twitter for the past couple of years, you may have seen Kyle in my mentions, throwing random gifs out there. It's random. And just being a troll on Twitter, doing his thing. And he's impressed me to come on this podcast for well over a year now. I kept telling him good things come to those who wait. And I was waiting for the Wizards to either trade Brad Beal, trade John Wall, blow up in some fashion, and something better happened. See, it's hard for me here because on Twitter I can hide behind a screen, but face-to-face, face to face, I yeah. can't be a troll. There's no like, more. Yeah. Troll. I don't care. No, you can't. Come. If you be a troll, this won't get published. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be serious. So couple, this past week, Ernie Grunfeld gets fired. Where does this rank among all-time moments for you as a Wizards fan? It ranks as a top three moment in my life, if I'm being real with you. Yeah, no, you just need no, you should right, talk up more. All right, it takes it ranks as a top three moment in my life, if I'm being real with you. Okay. He's the worst GM in the history of sports. No idea what he's doing. No one knows how he got the job, how he stayed with the job. He sucks. So right. give me you need to give me some backup. Give me your worst earning moments as as a Wizards fan. What draft was it? Two thousand eleven no. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Six overall pick. Oh, Jan Vesely. Jan Vesely. Okay. Who goes 15 that draft? Giannis. Who goes 12? Who goes 12? Clay Thompson. My bad. Like, come on. It's okay. Ridiculous. Or not Clay Thompson. No, that wasn't. No. I don't know if that was that same draft. But yeah, Jan Vesely was a botch in the draft. Yeah. We know that. A couple of other botched draft picks. John Wall, you're now. Oh, John Wall botched draft pick? You're trying to say no, that? no, no, no. You're just now stuck with the worst contract in NBA history. Well, obviously, but it's because he got injured. It's not because, you know, all okay. the other stuff. Some some other people when like, healthy when healthy in his prime he's a top three point guard in the league. Some other people would like to debate that that contract and was a bad contract. They are wrong. Even when at full strength. So well, I mean, it was hard because you gave it to him right when he had a All NBA season. That is true. So is true. It, it, I mean, you couldn't really pass on it. Do you think Ernie was a little bit prisoner of the moment in that? You know? No, I think what he did there was fine. I didn't have an issue with that. So is. Wizards, and I can't really talk much here because I'm a Knicks fan, and they've been just as bad for just as yeah. long with just as incompetent, if not more incompetent, ownership. No. Where do, is the John Wall game-winning three in the playoffs? Is that the best moment of your life as a Wizards fan? Or the best, Your most prominent Wizards moment? As a Wizards fan, yes. Yes. I remember. Emotional. That's Got me emotional. emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was probably the peak Wizards. Yeah, when but then were, we lost the game next. Yeah, yeah, but then they were they were in and out of the playoffs for a little uh, bit. That game was rough. It was caps the night the Caps lost to the Penguins in Game Six, mm-hmm. and then the Wizards lost to the Celtics in Game Seven. Now we're getting into the life of a DC sports fan. But it's I mean, hey, City Champions, a little rough. City Champions, what can I say? So where what's the next move? Ernie's next out. Move. Um, I say, dude, I don't know. It's hard with. I'm not. I'm not asking you to tell the guy. It's just whoever comes in next. What What is the move? Because you were rebuild. Able to, re, I mean, not rebuild. Just get more youth. And get more young players and try to build a core around Beal. But you realize you're stuck with John Wall for yeah, the next five years. Yeah, but that's not a terrible problem to have, being stuck with a player like John Wall. He's not playing all of next year. He's not playing all of next year? Okay. He's, he's a torn Achilles. Yeah. For a guy that's built, <laughs> know, he's built on speed and transition. Yeah. So that's oh just well. like, you're oh not going to well. be able to dump that contract. You have a superstar in Beal. Beal is a superstar. You have a superstar. Repeat that. Repeat that. You have, you superstar. Have a, you have a superstar in Beal. Yeah. And you were probably gonna have a top ten pick. Do you know what you want? What do you want them to do with the, with the pick this year? Jared Culver. If you're in a position to get him, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys are gonna be in a position uh, to gonna, get him. Yeah, I don't it, know. Let's say Culver's off the board, and you guys end up at like eight. 
trade up for Zion. Simple. <laughs> nah, um, I don't know, cause I don't. There's a lot of like shooting guards and wings, right, around that position, like that draft pick. And I don't want like Romeo Langford or anything. Yeah, like I, that. I, don't, I wouldn't take Romeo Langford like in the Cam top. Cam Reddish, team. if he falls, I don't want him. You wouldn't if would if Cam Reddish was well, there. I mean, I think he's if he was there at eight, you would pass. I don't think. Okay, if I'm the GM, right? Okay. I would probably not pass just because of his upside. Okay. But, like, right now, with the team right now, with Beal and Wall getting older, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just not smart to have somebody who's not really polished yet. That's fair. So, let's say you guys get up into, like, the six. Let's say you get to six. Yeah, if we lose at the Knicks, we're going to be... If you get... Let's say you get to six, and Culver's off the board. You're at Culver's off the board. Yeah. Would you entertain the idea of taking Darius Garland or Kobe White? Kobe White, yes. 100%. I think Kobe White is a little bit makes a little more sense because I think he can play the two also, so I think he can. Yeah. Whenever Wall comes back, or if you want to play Sato at the one, I also think with his speed, it's like to be able to you know learn under Wall. Yeah, I know that would I th- be a really good. Fit I think for him. I think he's more of a one, but I think he with his scoring, but he can also play to two. Yeah. Like if you if they drafted if they were like you know what Wall's not coming back for another year and who knows what he's going to be when he comes back let's he's invest in the future he's gonna be. let's invest in the future and let's take Darius Garland what would you say. I wouldn't mind just because of, you know, I think Darius Garland's more of a facilitator than Kobe White is. Yeah. So DG's really, really good. Exactly. And I think that'll help Beal a lot. But Beal's been playing point guard this year and he's playing really well. He is. I don't know if drafting a point guard is really. You think Beal is at his best playing as a primary ball handler, though? I think he is. I think that's best for his stats. I don't know if it's. Well, yeah, obviously. Look at his stats this year. Yeah, he's been doing numbers. Same. But I don't know. I just think the Wizards, like. Yeah, everyone's all happy now because they got rid of Ernie and people have been calling for his head forever. Sucks. People have been calling for his head forever. But now it's like, okay, you got what you wanted. What's next now? You have a contract and Beal on the books. Well, and Wall also, on the books. It's also tough because Beal might get all Beal NBA. might get all NBA. He might super max now. Yeah. So, so then you might like have two super maxes on the books. 60% of the salary cap on two players. Yeah. When one of them is not going to be playing. Yeah. So basically, yeah. there's no hope. There's no hope. At least there's the Knicks never, have hope. That's where I'm coming hope. from. At least there's the Knicks can hope. have hope. Okay. I think that was a lot. That was enough on the Wizards. There's not much to talk about now. They have no yeah, future. They suck. True. They like, kind of suck. Five years from now, we'll talk about the Wizards. Fine. I'll, go, I'll gladly have you back. So then <laughs> you lying. wanted to talk to me about you not liking the idea of Giannis getting MVP. And I just want to know why. Because I, I, I don't think there's a bad choice between Giannis or Harden. They both, they both have their stats. They both have their angles. They both have their stories. And I think they both work. It's whoever your on your preference is, but you can't be saying Giannis doesn't deserve MVP. Giannis doesn't deserve MVP just because of like how hard it is to repeat as an MVP because of the standards you set one season. The next season, if you do it, like the same thing or even better, you're just not going to win MVP. I, yeah, I think no, I think that's fair because Harden. I think that's fair. Yeah, Harden's averaging what is it, thirty six? Harden's averaging thirty six. Stop 36. touching the mic. Yeah, I'm trying to fix it. It, it was. Like it's I it's, came it's over there and fixed it. it. All right, good. Thirty seconds. Ago. I don't know how this works. It's my first time. Just speak up. Um, um, no, the Harden, the Harden thing is really impressive because he had, he should have won two years ago, in my opinion. That was like my big over take. Over Westbrook? Over Westbrook. Really? He should have won. That was no, my whole No, I think Westbrook should have won. Because it was the, it was the first season where anybody had the okay, triple double. Okay, fine. It doesn't matter. He was, and then he's done it three straight seasons. Like, okay, but he's, he was inefficient from the, he was inefficient from the field. He's had the same Westbrook flaws and Harden's team was better, which was evident when they beat them in the playoffs. I thought Harden should win it two years ago. 
definitely should have won it last year. And then he upped that mm, and just up. Last year, he should not have won. Who should have won last year? LeBron. Oh, my God. Are you kidding All me? Right. He, so then he upped. You're so, joking, right? So he upped that standard. LeBron played 82 games last year. He upped the standard. His best he, statistical year ever at he, 30. What is it? 33. Tell me LeBron shouldn't have won. He, wow. averaged, 33, he averaged 30 points a game last year. He's averaging 36.2 per game. Yeah, this exactly. Year. Yeah, it's just I, I see both sides. It's unfathomable how Harden, who won MVP last year, could up his points per game by six points while staying pretty the rel, the efficiency numbers are relatively the same literally what he the stretch he did when he there was no cb3 was insane how he just backpacked the team but then yeah. also like you look at it from the other perspective Giannis is averaging like 27 and a half 13 and he's the best player on the team 12.5 come on now. he's the best player on no the best team like that T- 28 and 12 and a half 27 12 and a half 20.7 round up and, t- and six assists and six assists. Yeah. He's the best player on the best team in the NBA. And they're good. Don't get me wrong, but like they're not that good outside of him. They're not. I mean, they're they're better than. No, no. I was gonna say they're better than the Rockets outside of Harden, but I don't think so. Uh, that's interesting. They're about. I, like, I think they probably. Uh, I have no idea. I think Bloods. I think they're they better coached. Also, they they are better. Uh, yeah, they're better coached. Coach they Buds. Coach Buds too. had a really really good year, and the system works. And but if you my point is like if you look at who Giannis is surrounded with, it it works so well because it fits him. Like they're it works so shooters. well because it's just Giannis drive to the basket and four dudes sitting around the arc. I know, and it's like you can't stop. Yeah, him. but if um, my point is like you look at who he's surrounded with, like that team probably has no business being the best record, well, yeah, having obviously. the best record in the NBA. I just think it all comes down to like the year Harden's having, and it's just like historical. It's incredible. So you would vote for Harden? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that look, I'm not I don't there's no I think it's the best scoring season in like recent history. Yeah. There's no I mean there's no dispute. There's no that. question. He's at, he's taking like 13 after his game and he's making like 37 of them, 37% yeah. of them, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean And there's it's the the difficulty to them too, like the shape he's in. I think he's playing like 37 minutes per game for the guy that ISOs as much as he does. Like that's insanely difficult. And I just feel like he whether he wins or not, I think I think here's what I would say. The person who doesn't win the MVP, that shouldn't be a blemish on the season they had. I think it will be, though. I think it will be, too, and I think that's how, that's how our brain works. Because but, like, we should do everything in our power to remember that what Harden did was spectacular and insane, and Giannis was just a dominant force. Like, the thing but with the Giannis, difference is, Harden had a, like, historical season. Giannis had a, like, good season. No, but the thing with that's, Giannis, that's Giannis, why I Giannis don't has Giannis been dominant win. from game one to game it wasn't historic though. No one's gonna look back and like, wow, he had the best year I've ever seen. Mm, Harden, you the I best think, scoring year, like yeah, in my he did. Lifetime. But this was like, I think this is year we'll look back and we'll be like, okay, this was the year Giannis like made the jump from like one of the good, one of like the top ten players to like the, one of the top three players. Who's the best player in the world right now? Like, you really want to get into this? I want to get into this. There's two. There's two. Nah, t- there's two nah. players that are tied. Steph and KD. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's not get into it. You can't. Like, this is just purely. This, this argument is purely eye test. It's not there's, eye test. There's no numbers to back this up. I, okay, but it, if you're doing eye test, LeBron is the best player in the world, and will be. So why does his team have 35 wins? Because he went out. He was out for two months. They were even worse when he came back. When he was in, Lonzo was in. When they were healthy, and he went out at Christmas, they were fourth in the West. Dude, fourth in the West after starting. So you know his team around him. You know how bad it is. He's not the best player in the world. He anymore. is the best player in the world. You right need now. to give it up. He's not the best player in the world anymore. At this current, he is. I'm. I'm scared. I'm scared for NBA teams. LeBron's gonna have two more months to train and just like completely get ready for next year. He's the it's second scary. best player in the world. Or he's second best player ever. 
Second Not best, best player. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll agree with that. Second best player ever. Maybe, maybe first. Second best one player. One more ever. championship. You got a good thing that's not coming. Second Ooh. best player ever. Not the best player in the world right now. Just at the moment, he's not the best player. Uh, he's not the best at basketball. Where do you rank the him then? Right not in the top five. Are you serious? I'll go, or maybe five. I'm Who do you think's above him? I'm definitely putting seven KD above him, just like I just said. I don't agree with that. Giannis is better than him right I now. I don't agree with that. Dude, what do you mean? What do you mean? It just um, this argument goes in circles, and there's no way to back it up. We're moving off from this argument. I Who do you have for rookie of the year? I want to hear this. Doncic, Doncic. All right. Yeah. I th- I think Trey made a really, 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 really close, but just like Doncic has been so good the entire season. I yeah. Think, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they got Co. I would be mad if Trey won it outright. Could that happen? Yeah, it happened with uh, Kid and Grand Hill. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, it just I mean, like if the votes are split. Kevin Herter's back is like you know kind of hurting from carrying Trey Young all these months. <laughs> Kevin Herter's really really good. He is. Yeah. I like him a lot. All right, so we so we're gonna do all NBA teams. All Still NBA a couple teams, games right. left. You go first. How many games left? Three, two, three. three right. Some teams have three, I think. All right, my first team is Harden, Steph. The guards are locked. Yeah, the guards. I mean, are locked. it's not really a conversation there. Yeah, Giannis, Paul George, and then Embiid. Okay, so I have same as you. I have Embiid, I have Giannis, and then I have KD instead of Paul George. Just how bad the Thunder have been. And I know Paul George still coming off that injury, but how bad they've been in the last twenty games? They were like six and thirteen in the last nine a couple of days ago. Paul George really been shooting the ball poorly since he came back. I don't think he's fully healthy, but it's not really an excuse. And then KD's just been consistently having just another underrated spectacular season: twenty six, six and a half, and six. Just efficient from the field. He's, the shooting numbers from three are down a little bit. I don't know. I've never really get that, but they've been down since the start of the season. He's still shooting 52% from the field, getting to the line, 89% from the line. Um, he's not as much of a force as he was around the rim last year. His blocks are down from 1.8 to 1.1. That was so fluke. I'm sorry. Yeah, he really turned it up for like that was so the first fluke. half of the season last year and wanted to become rim protector. He was defensive player of the year candidate. That was the most fluke thing ever. All right. Anyways, he's just been a consistent – he's been KD, and we're just having – he's having another underappreciated – season just because of the team he's surrounded well, yeah with. it's hard to appreciate the stats and like like the players on the Warriors just because of like how good they are well yeah I think it gets diluted but I think we shouldn't let it get diluted and I think Paul George it has to be though because it's four superstars on the okay team. but Paul George had it locked up and you have to take his team's lack of success and like the Thunder could be the eight seed yeah or the exciting. seven and like it's gonna be exciting they want to be the eight seed all right I hope they want to be the eight seed He's averaging twenty eight points. Who PG? Yeah, yeah. But the, if you look at the shoe numbers in the past month, they're hundred. They're definitely down from what he had in the beginning when he was really considered. He was cooking for a half. He there. was, and he was. He was rightfully put himself in the top three of that MVP conversation, and he was actually in the conversation. It wasn't just you had to mention his name. He was in the debate. No, he wasn't. For there was a point in time when he was. And at, the, at the point in time when he was, that was when Harden was going off. Also, agreed. So I, it wasn't a conversation. I never thought. I never thought he was maybe maybe win. like a candidate, but not like you, he was a candidate. Yeah, you had okay, to you fair, had to talk about him. It wasn't just oh maybe Paul George. Like you had to give his numbers and you had to compare him. That's I didn't fair. think he was going to win, but you you had to give it a look. So I have KD there. Moving to my second team, my guards. I have Dame, Russ. I'm the biggest anti-Russ guy, but he averaged another triple double despite the horrific shooting numbers. You got to give it out to him. Just three straight triple doubles is pretty incredible. Dame, another great season for him, underrated as usual. And then I have Paul George. I'd have my first team, so he lands in the second team. And then this one, this this is my pick that I want to, to surprise people. 
I have Blake Griffin on the second team. Blake Griffin, wow. Blake Griffin's been really, really good all year. And that he's 25, yeah. He's missed like three games. He's averaging like 26 points per game. Leading the Pistons to the playoffs. If he was doing this on the Clippers, he'd be no doubt second team. But because because he's in Detroit right now, I think no one really I, cares. I think he's it's been pretty low key what he's been doing. He's had a couple of games. He hit one last night. He had nine threes last night. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Did you not catch that? No. He, I'm pretty sure they're the eight seed right now. One game below 500. They lost to the Thunder last night. Where did I see? Yeah, he had nine threes. He went for 45 last night. Jeez. Nine for 14 from three. Who did they play? The Thunder. They I lost, mean, but they lost. I mean, the rest of his team is really bad. Yeah, Drummond's yeah. pretty good, but I mean, he doesn't really. He rebounds the ball really well, and he can score dump offs. But then we're talking about Reggie Jackson, Bruce Brown, Wayne Ellington. Ish Smith yeah. is hurt right now, but or he's coming off the bench now. He, Luke Kennard, like that team is really, really bad. Yeah, and he's just done numbers, and they've actually it's translated to the win column. So that's why I have Blake on the second team, and then I have Jokic as my center for the second team. Okay, my second team is Russ, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal on the second team. Bradley Beal on the second team. Couldn't, that right. couldn't come on here without making a Bradley bold homer take. 26 points per game. Okay. Played all 82 games. 17th player ever, ever to score 2,000 points, 400 rebounds, 400 assists. Okay. He's a superstar. Okay. Yeah. Who else? Okay, those two. Um, By the way, I just want just for people who are listening, like, oh, wow, 17th player ever, like, He's averaging 26, 5, and 5.5. And He's just played 80 games. He's played every single game. Yeah. <laughs> um, which which is very impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. Um, I have those two. KD. Who else did I have? Um, and then I have who's Jokic. Your center? Jokic. Jokic is center. Yeah, we both have Jokic. Who am I missing? Who's uh, your then guard? I had Kawhi on second team. Wait, how many guards? Oh, you had, who's He's your a guard? forward. My guards are Beal and Westbrook. Oh, okay, Beal and Westbrook. Yeah, and, and then, then I have Kawhi, Kawhi and KD. Kawhi and KD? Okay. And then Jokic. And then Jokic. Yeah. Fair. And then on my third team, I have Bradley Beal. I think he deserves Disrespect. it. Disrespect. He deserves it. Disrespect. He deserves third team, nothing more. Third and then this was the debate between Kemba and Kyrie for me, both doing numbers. Uh, looks like the Hornets, are they on the outside of the playoff picture right now? Yeah. Yeah, they're so. on the outside. Don't. It's not looking like they're going to make it, but still, Kemba Walker... I mean, his number two is Jeremy Lamb, and he had a spect- like Kemba had an unreal season. He was looking, he was in first team contention in the beginning of the year, tailed off a little bit, and couldn't carry them too far. But again, shouldn't take away from the spectacular season he had. It had some really dominant performances, and so I'm rewarding him with the third team spot. And then I have LeBron. Can't put LeBron on no NBA teams. That's pathetic. But he missed. A significant, the best in the world he right missed now. a significant amount of games. The debacle that went on with the Lakers and the Pelicans and Rich Paul got to take the off-court stuff into account, like I did with Kyrie. Kyrie just visibly caused problems for the Celtics all year. Whether we want to, Kyrie's just a head case. Yeah, I mean, like, there's. I love Kyrie, and he's might be in a Knicks uniform next year. And I'm gonna have, probably probably have to, and I'll have to embrace that. But as of now, there's no doubt that he's. But caused, imagine Kyrie. He's already like this flustered with the media attention. Imagine him in New York. Uh, it would get yeah. so much worse. We'll see. We'll he see. already cries the New, about it every single day. The New York day. media is not that. Like, it is bad. We'll see. It's pretty bad. He cries about the media like every single time. I know. And he, he, he really does not handle himself. And if he does go to New York, I would just want him to not talk. Yeah. Because when he talks, like something he comes just out. makes it worse. Something comes out. So he's like he, me when I talk. Like I just, he just doesn't think and it just comes out. Yeah. He just like, no, I think he overthinks, honestly. I think he like tries to use the media as like a ploy to like get his yeah. teammates to like 
change when it's just like, yo, just go to he your teammates. He uses the media as an excuse. Right, and just really like not. go to your teammates directly. So that's my issue with Kyrie. Not that he's not a great basketball player, not that he hasn't had a great statistical season and a couple of really good performances down the stretch. But overall, got to take everything into account, off-the-court stuff, which is why LeBron ends up on third team rather than where he usually ends up on either the first two. And then Kyrie didn't land on any of my teams. Then And then I have Kawhi. There's no disputing that Kawhi is one of the best players in the league, in my opinion. And but that's when he plays. And yeah, yeah. he's gonna miss about one fourth of the season. And the difference between him and LeBron is like LeBron was actually hurt. Like Kawhi was not Kawhi's not been hurt. It's just, I read something on Twitter that LeBron was like if anybody else had his injury, they'd be out six months. And LeBron was back in six weeks. I, I don't believe that stuff. I believe Why that. would he do that? Because it's LeBron, he's a superhero. I mean, he's not human. Let me find this. Let me find this. He's not human, but like he's not human. If he if he really needed six months recovery, he would be he would recover in six months, and then they would. Let me find this. Then they would get a better draft pick. Um. Then I have so I have Kawhi. I don't think he's had statistically a third team All NBA season, but again, you got to take into account if you're sitting out twenty plus games, can't be rewarded that much. And then the second bigger debate on my All NBA teams is the third team All NBA center. Cat versus Gobert. I think it's interesting to mention that the NBA is al- allowing voters to list Cat as a forward now. He is really. They're al- and I don't really think of him he's as, not as a forward. forward. He's, he's a, center. F- a full he's center, center one. which is interesting because maybe they're pushing to have. They want to have voters to have more flexibility. I'm gonna go Gobert here just because of the impact he's made. Uh, Utah has kind of turned it around, and it looked like they weren't gonna make the playoffs early in the year. They're now sitting at the five spot. And he's a huge impact on that, on the defensive end, absolute monster, extremely efficient. And just, like again, like, this is all NBA, the full season. Conley Towns has been insane since the All-Star break. Ridiculous numbers, dominant performances. Fadeawayworld.net, LeBron's physical therapist, says LeBron returned from injury it's a Lakers five months physical therapist. Okay, yeah, get out of here. I don't want to read this. That's stupid. Um, so, anyways, Gobert, it's a full season it's a full season award. Cat, just that Jimmy Butler debacle they had in the first couple months, and I forgot about that. Cat just looked like I mean, Kat, so long ago. Cat, yeah, it feels so long ago. Cat just had a stretch where he just like didn't look like he wanted to play basketball. Yeah, and it's hard for me to reward a guy that had like again, this was all in the same season. I'm just gonna go 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 bear. I think he deserves it. Okay, my NBA third team, I have Dame. All right, this one's gonna shock you here, D'Lo. Oh my god, that's a horrible pick. No, it's not. It's a horrible Seventh seed pick. in the East. They're not a good team. That's a They're not a good pick. team. He's not an this, All-NBA player. He is. This year he's an All-NBA player. Oh, my player. God. I have some Nets fans that are going to love this, but uh, that's a horrible pick. Okay, he's been carrying them. He's been 100% carrying he's them. He's been really good. I'm not getting Recently, for the last two months, he's been on fire. He has. He's at, what is he averaging, like 22? I don't know. He's averaging. He's definitely, on the season, I think he's around 19. He's averaging 21. 21 and 21. 20, on the season? Yeah. Okay. He's an All-Star this year. He deserves it. I think. I he, love him. No, I love him. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. All right, I have those two. Um, I have LeBron, best player in the world, obviously. On third team? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, first team. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so LeBron, third team. I have Blake Griffin. And Blake then Griffin. I have Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Just because of his stats. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, he look, I pulled up his stats on basketball reference, and I was like, damn, he's making it virtually impossible for me to pick against him. But, again, full season award, and he just had too many antics earlier in the year for me to pick him. So yeah, that's understandable. I think, did we get all everything all NBA? We did everything NBA. NBA's done. All right, so today the fun stuff. Today, big day, college basketball, final four. 
You got Texas Tech versus Michigan State in the primetime game and UVA versus Auburn in the 6 o'clock game. I I like the Final Four slate. They don't have the big, sexy names and don't really feature the Blue Bloods, except Michigan State, you could argue. And but I'm very excited. It's kind of a boring slate compared I to like other it. years. I like it. I mean, it's good. Like They're entertaining games yeah. for the most part. And it's the Final Four. It's going to be good. You're yeah. going to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah. So, March has been a long, long month. It's been long. It's been rough. So, it's been rough. We decided to come up with the, what are we calling it? First team, all things that piss you off. Yeah, the most annoying. The most, most players, players, things, anything, anything, in March. anything related to March. So let's trade off one by one because right. I like this. First, I have Brad Davidson. Okay, and you have to say why. He is the most annoying person to watch I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he has single-handedly ruined March. Watching him, you played one game in the tournament. Watching him just makes you played me like one up, game in the it tournament. It makes me upset. Why? Just I, I don't know. That's the thing. I like see him play, and I just like want to cry. It makes me so Here's, mad. I'm so I'm so reluctant to hate on white basketball players. I'm so I'm so not because it makes I feel like it's like it's a good look for us. No, it's not. It Brad is. Davidson's not a good look for Brad us. Brad Davidson's fair because the charging thing got completely he's, out of control. Exactly, and now people flop all like, the time. I like if we were to appoint one person. All right. I think he should I, be banished from the NCAA forever. White People Basketball <clears throat> Coalition. If we were to appoint one person to represent us in all of college basketball, who would you want to be? I have my answer in a second. It's not even a close. You go first. I need to think about this. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Oh, yeah. You love him. There's no doubt. Yeah, okay. That's fair. He's clutch. That's he fair. plays for Kentucky. Yeah. He's legitimately good. The only one, the only two people that I, other would, that I would consider is Kyle Guy and Hydro. They yeah, get I was thinking Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome would be a, like if you Tyler said Ty, good, if you said Ty Jerome, completely let you. That's that's a good pick too. Yeah, Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's good. Okay, so we agree that Tyler Hero is representing. He's us. the face of white. He's basketball. The, he's the ever. face of white basketball. He's, he's the white basketball he's success. The, he's the white basketball president now. Um. Okay. So you have Brad Davidson. So I have Matt Harms. Matt Harms. Okay. Um. Yeah. He's seven. Lost, he's lost me a few bets. Seven three. Seven. <laughs> he just stands there. He can't move. Seven, seven three center from Purdue. He gets really jacked up about every little thing yeah. he does, which you gotta respect. Like he'll like win a possession, and he'll like it looks like he just won that. But then again, he'll have a wide open layup. But then he'll have a wide open layup, and he throw just it against the backboard, <laughs> and then he'll lose me a bet, like he always does. Yep, and he just grab a rebound, so Purdue covers four and a half last game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and yeah, he's really bad hands, and he has the hair. The hair he's is so the big uncoordinated. Thing. The hair is the he big is thing. The he most fixes. Uncoordinated player he fixes his hair every thirty seconds. Because it falls down his face, he looks like an international model rather than a basketball player, and yeah, he's he got a lot of attention last year in March and when he was Isaac Hass's backup. But now we're now he's like we get full time Matt Harms because he's like their starting center. So yeah, Matt Harms, and we saw a lot of him in the tournament, Purdue making it all the way to the Elite Eight. So he makes he gets one of the spots on my team. Okay, um, my spot will go to Matt McQuaid on Michigan State. Another another white guy. Another white guy. You'll see a trend with mine. Okay. Um, Basically, like he looks like the guy who just like annoys everyone else. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like have a reason to hate him. I like him. I like him. I don't. Other than that layup he had where he like whatever spun around and then threw it and he was like he hit the Jordan shrug. You don't do that. If are we, so are we gonna are we gonna disregard the fact that he posterized someone? Post was it Javin? Posterized. Put Javin on a posterized. poster. No, I don't. No, I don't care. And then he got all hyped up after that. He did get hyped after just, that. Just just go back to your bench. But he's some high good, fives. Like, he's good. He's been good the entire year. He torched his, Michigan in the Big Ten his Championship. His face, like, I don't know what it is. He just has a very punchable face. Fine. Fine. Like, you can't you can't look at him and be like, all right, this guy's nice. Like, no. Fine. I'll give you that. So then my spot, my next spot goes to Chris Weber. 
Okay. Chris Webber's been absolutely atrocious on the call. As a Michigan fan? No, not as a Michigan fan. As, as a, a Michigan basketball fan. fan. All right. So I saw a tweet and it said, listening to, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm sure you saw this. It said, listening, saw, yeah. listening to Chris Webber commentate every game makes me realize why he called a timeout with no timeouts yeah, left. That. <laughs> that was so good. He's very stupid. Yeah, that was really good. He knows absolutely nothing about college basketball. I'm convinced he watches no college basketball the entire year. He seems so uninformed and uneducated about every single topic and every single player. And I feel like he calls every single big game. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Imagine like when he called that timeout against UNC if there was like social media. Yeah, he would have gotten killed. He would have gotten destroyed for it. And then he's the guy that becomes a commentator. Exactly. It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. We need to stop putting former players in the booth. I mean, no, because they have some yes. like, insight. Have you watched the players only broadcast? Yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. It's terrible. It's unless you can't listen to it. You need to mute it. No, I, one of them was good. The Christmas Day a few years ago with Shaq and Charles Barkley. That's different. That Shark, was, that Sha- was Shaq, Shaq, and Chuck and Kenny are in a yeah. league of their own. That's yeah. that's I'm excluding them from this. Okay, that's but right. just players only in general when it's like Paul Pierce, like, Paul Pierce, better than D Wade, better than D Wade. <laughs> Chris Webber's unbearable sometimes. Grant Hill's not. Terrible. Reggie, I like Grant. He's not I like terrible. Grant a lot better than Reggie. Yeah, Reg, Reggie. Reggie knows nothing about Reggie college sucks. basketball. Yeah, he just says stupid things. Like yeah, he just makes noises. I agree. <laughs> um, my so, next, yeah. So Chris Weber, but yeah. I, I think I like that pick. He, I think he pisses a lot of people off in March. My next pick is Gonzaga's entire bench. <laughs> entire bench. They play like eight players. Yeah. So after like nine through fourteen, whatever it is, yeah, they all look like John Stockton's nephew, <laughs> who got paid, who paid their way onto the team. I swear, that whole college scandal, they should be looking at Gonzaga for that. Because there's no way they play basketball. <laughs> and they all get so hype at the littlest things. It just, it was just annoying to watch. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to counter you. Isn't that most benches? No, but they all look the same. They, they all, all look like John Stockton. They have that haircut, everything. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. I like, that's a good pick. Good pick. Um, my, the third spot on my team goes to charging fouls. Okay. Brad Davidson? They never got it Brad right. Davidson? I feel like they never get it right. Brad Davidson. When it's supposed to be a block, they call it a charge. When it's supposed to be a charge, like the few times they're actual charges, they call them blocks. Who is it because of? Not Brad Davidson. It's because of Brad Davidson. It's because you know who it, you know who it's really because of. Who? TV Teddy. It's because of Brad Davidson. No, TV Teddy. No, it's not. Teddy Valentine? It's because of Brad Davidson. Uh, they're just these college officials, they love to call a charge. They nothing is so exhilarating for them to give like give like a three step running start <laughs> and then <laughs> they get hit, so him, excited. hit him with the charge. Like they don't like they That's love what they that. live for though. You can't say if you're a ref. Like, oh no! If you're a ref, you would love to do that. I it, I saw something. I saw someone say that if the charge call was the same as the shot clock violation, like the head tap, yeah, we would significantly get less charges. Yeah, and obviously. I agree. But like, imagine a ref today in front of sixty-five thousand people, right? All eyes on them. Take three steps. No, I know it's an issue. It's it's a real. If they need to change the call, yeah, yeah. If if they actually made it the shot clock call, we would get significantly less charge calls. I. That's, that's a fact. That's, that's a fair. fact. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's yeah, cool. think about that. All right, my next is the state of Wisconsin. You're just hating on like I hate Wisconsin. Okay. Um, no, that I'm joking. Next is Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Yeah, he, that's valid. That's he valid. needs to calm down. He's gonna like, be on. I'm, he's gonna be on full display tonight. I'm like genuinely like concerned for him. Okay. He's gonna like you know have a heart attack. He gets yeah. way too excited. He gets very very excited. Just, like tonight, the coaching matchup in the first game. It's going to be Tony Bennett who just like really – he looks like lost and depressed. <laughs> he sits there and he just like he just like zones out. He doesn't really have any facial expression. Yeah. He looks like really sad. Yeah. I, I'm, I, feel, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like I hope he's happy. I, he – yeah. He, and, but then – He stays really calm at all times. But it's like you look sad and I'm like kind of concerned. Okay. 
so like when when they when they made the final four and he was you know he was celebrating, I was like, okay, good, he's not depressed. <laughs> Anyways, it's gonna be Tony Bennett against Bruce Pearl and Bruce Pearl. Yeah, that's a clash. That's a tale of two cities. Exactly. It's the most like extremes of like excitement and just like collectiveness. Yep. Yep. I and like that. He's gonna go good crazy pick. tonight. It's gonna be yeah. Good All pick. Right. Yeah, he's gonna lose his mind in that yeah. dome. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> and then the fourth spot on mine. R.J. Barrett in the final minute of the game. Yeah, borderline unwatchable. You know it's coming. You know he's going to drive left. Coach K's inability. Did that. And this and this comes after me saying on the pod last night with my dad that I would take all of your anyone who's selling R.J. Barrett stock in the NBA. I will take it. That doesn't mean that he was unbearable in the final minute. Coach K kind of just stood there like, "Do you have a Coach K? I know you have a Coach. You definitely have a Coach K impersonation." No, I don't because he just stands there and doesn't do R.J. anything. R.J. <laughs> no, I don't. But yeah, Coach K. I mean. Coach K just like didn't he just do anything. He just doesn't do anything. Yeah, he, he just really, lets them play. He really didn't do anything this Which, year. Which I mean, it worked out well because of how talented the team was. Right. But right. he RJ, close. yeah. He's but RJ in the last minute was unbearable. You yeah. knew it was coming. You know he was gonna force up a contested floater, and it just happened way too often. So well against the UNC uh, in the UNC game in the ACC tournament, like yeah. they gave it to Zion. Yeah. Zion took over. They won. Yep. Against UCF. They gave it to Zion. They gave it to Zion, Drew and won. He missed, but then they got, you know. Yeah. It, it created opportunities for them. hundred percent. So, yeah, that was my fourth. RJ Barrett in the final minute is my fourth spot. All right, my last spot goes to Michigan fans behind the bench <laughs> and Michigan's band. Every single call against Michigan, you'll see them all, like, simultaneously stand up. You'll, you, If you're listening, you know exactly this is, what This is bad radio because we can't see you, but continue. They know exactly what I'm doing. That's, <laughs> that, that's the funny part. And they stand up and they go, ref, all at the same time. And it's it's everyone in yellow. It's just it's just Michigan fans. <laughs> it's fair. As a Michigan fan myself, exactly. I, I'm every little call, I won't dispute that. The Big Ten has an issue with like their fans thinking every single call should go their way. Fair. Like Maryland fans do it too. Maryland fans. They're, Maryland. Michigan fans. fans do it. Wisconsin fans do it. They all do it. It's the Big Ten. Yeah, it is the Big Ten. All fans do it, but Big Ten. Big Ten's more like eccentric agree. about it. Yeah. Especially when you see like we were, well, I was in D.C. and you see, it was so there was. There were two ACC teams, a Big Ten team, an SEC team. In the regional? In the regional. Yeah. The LSU fans were wild. Really? LSU fans. You got to, like, I was shocked. Really? Yeah, they got into it, and they were screaming, like, they were, were wild. a lot of Virginia Tech fans? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. There were more, vir- there were. Because they have a big alumni. There were more Duke like, fans, more but du- the Virginia yeah, I mean, Tech I mean, fans were louder. A Duke fan, yeah. The Virginia Tech fans were louder. Yeah. Um, we're, We were sitting next to two Virginia Tech fans, my dad and I, every single call. Really? Yo, oh, here's the best. This was the best. Like, yeah, every single time, they're like, oh, every call for Zion, every call <laughs> for Zion, every call for RJ Barrett. Yeah. I mean, Duke does get those calls. Though. Duke does get superstar calls. Though. Okay, but like, do you think this might, like, I think Zion might get selective officiating because they just don't know how to ref him because he's just. Well, yeah, obviously, because they've never seen anybody like him but, before. But like, do you think RJ Barrett gets calls? I don't think RJ. I don't think RJ. I don't think they give a shit about RJ Barrett. I don't think that. I think Zion. Like, they do. I can tell you, Trey Jones doesn't get calls. No, obviously he does. It's just Zion. I think it's just they don't know how to officiate him. Like there are times. Well, also when RJ drives in, he kind of like flops around a little bit. He no, does. I don't say but flops, that's just. But, how, he, like, but he just knows how to use his body. Exactly, he uses point. his body well and he gets. I, I don't think this team like. I don't think this team gets necessarily more calls because they have a Zion. Definitely presence. does it. There's no question about that. But but there are times where Zion will get, just get hacked. There were times Zion would get hacked and he gets no call. Well, it's because he's. he's That's my he? point. Exactly. Like, there's, like, you don't know how to do. Never seen anybody like him so, before. So all right. So my the fifth spot on my team is teams not knowing how to execute a two for one. Yeah. No one knows how to. They don't get it. 
Like, teams not executing down the stretch. Like, UVA almost cost the game because, remember, so, like, Tydron brought the ball across half court. They're down three. And he probably, like, you have to know they're going to foul you. He just waited for, like, eight seconds instead of going for it. They found him with this Purdue game. Purdue, yeah. And, like, instead of just attacking the rim or going for a three, he waited wasted eight seconds and then let him foul. I'm like, listen, it all worked out in the end, but... Yeah, it all worked out except for people who had Purdue plus four and a half. Oh, I will that's never a horrible beat. That. Yeah, that's a really that. bad beat. I texted you after that. Yeah, I said that I was, was bad. I told you that was bad. I quit for a week after that. Um, yeah, just teams not knowing how to execute and understand the clock in the last minute has really, 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 really pissed me off. This yeah, tournament. That's fair. Okay, so now you're not ret- you're coming out of retirement. Coming out of retirement tonight, making it's a some big picks. day. I don't know if I'm actually gonna take these picks because of my Virginia future. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot riding on Virginia and Michigan State. I need them both to win, really. We and both have we mind. both have a Virginia future from yes, a while back. Yes. And also bracket, I need Michigan State and Virginia to both win. Okay, so, so I think Virginia's going to win the game. Okay, fair. But I'm kind of scared to see, like, because it's, it's like they play very different. Yes, And if do. Auburn can control the game, I think Auburn can win. Because Virginia's beatable. I'm, Virginia's beatable, but I'm banking on Virginia controlling the game. Yeah, I mean, they're good at that. I think, I think I think, I have UVA covering the 5.5. UVA's controlled the game in every game but two this year, and both of them are against Duke. I think, and they lost both of those. I think they're, they're, they're going to miss Okiki a lot. Yeah, that's good. Like, it's yeah. different when, and I talked to this with my dad, like, it's different the day after when you're playing for him and it's, like, inspiration versus, like, a week after when it's set in and they have time to scout without him. Like, it's just different. And for a team that plays a lot of, relies on a lot on dribble drive to kick out. Virginia doesn't really allow those driving lanes. And then when you've let one less shooter on the perimeter, it makes it that much easier to kind of pack the lane in more. And Virginia is just such an elite defensive team that, I don't know. All, look, and that's not to say Auburn couldn't come out here and rain threes. And I think Auburn beat so Virginia. They, also. They, I literally said they were fluke on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Well. I, I like... I, I said that, but then I kind of took it back because, like, you beat UNC. I took it back after they beat UNC because they just did not miss that game. They beat UNC and Kentucky. Yeah, like, what but is they it, 17 threes? Something about it still feels wrong. Like, exactly. Does, like, doesn't it feel like they could just go out there and lay an egg? They could lay an absolute egg tonight, I think they will. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think they will. I think UVA is just, like, a better team. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Virginia giving the points. Yeah, I think... I don't know. this Like, the spreads are really tight. Yeah, they are tight. These these are really hard to pick. Exactly. Um. I think I'm. I would go against the public on this one. Okay. What's Auburn the public has 60, right now? What is it? Sixty-seven percent. Ooh. Okay. And I'd go against the public. Go okay. Virginia. But I don't know. I wouldn't really, like, advise anyone to take this pick. Agreed. Um, and I feel tough. this way about the second game too. I don't. I don't at all. So who do you have? I love the points on Texas Tech. So here's my theory for this game. I don't. I don't know who's going to win. I have no idea who's going to win. I think it's, it's an even game. Your theory is when you have no idea who's going to win. Take the points. Take the points. Take the points which is 100%. I agree with it. But something about Michigan State just catches my eye. And I, I just. Win. I agree. I like watching I them play against. I can't, refu- I can't not bet on them. Watching and them even play with against the, like Michigan in the Big Ten finals. Like, they've been playing so they're well. They're a good team. And is it? Like, it, it's March. And they just like. It's April. It's April. It's April. It is April. But Damn. It, like Cassius, Cassius is the best player in college basketball right now. I mean, what you need to win a national championship usually. You need a superstar point guard who carries a team and a good coach and experience. And experience, they have. and they have all three of those. Yeah, they. So I mean, I could, they check all the boxes. And look, this is why I'm probably going to stay away from both these games because, like, that's completely going against common sense. You don't know who's going to win. Take the points. Yeah. But I just, I have a hard time not betting. On I Michigan think if it's State a coin too. flip, and if you get two and a half points, take it. I think it's fair. But I, in that game, I love the under. Okay. Yeah. 132 and a half for that game. For that game, Texas Tech, like, obviously they're. A great defensive team. Everyone knows right. that. But Michigan State. Michigan State's good on defense too. In games like 
that are you know they're tight games mm-hmm. against teams that slow pace like against Michigan. Yeah, Michigan all, the Big Ten championship. All three unders yep. hit. Yep. But the thing about Michigan State is they love to hit a last second shot to ruin the under. <laughs> love it. It's happened to me twice. They just like they just go down. Cash Cash wins and hits a three. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I lose. So I would not be surprised if it's like one thirty one, uh, and then they just and McQuaid. McQuaid I would love that. Oh to my happen. god! I would love that. I would love McQuaid to get like, like it's, it's gonna be like one of those I'm, where they'll be like like break my TV. This, like this happened. Like they'll be like up three, and then like Texas Tech will miss a shot, and they'll pitch the run out to McQuaid. And McQuaid's just gonna tomahawk it in no, your face. No, they're the, up the one. Under. All right, ready? This is a scenario. Michigan State's up one. I took Texas Tech plus two and a half. <laughs> it's the score. What is it? Let's say the total is at 131. <laughs> McQuaid goes down and hits a dunk. It just ruins both bets for me. Ruins my entire life. I will break my TV. And, and the, the sad thing is I can 100% see, see that happening. happening. 100%. Okay, so I'm going to – those picks are so hard. I'm not yeah. going to take either, either one of those. So I have some props for you. Most outstanding player. I'm going to read off the ones to you that I think yeah. are relevant. Cash Winston plus, and this is well. The thing about it is, it's like who wins. It's who wins. Yeah, the best player on that team. So Cash Winston plus two seventy. I think you're you're essentially the reason I like this one is because Michigan State to win right now is plus one eighty. If Michigan State wins, Cash Winston. If if Michigan State wins, Cash Winston will win MOP. There's no one. So you're essentially getting better odds for Michigan. No, but you're essentially getting better odds for Michigan State to win that championship, which I like. Yeah, I think that's like an even though the value isn't there compared to the other guys, I think that's a very reasonable. Well, bet. you also have to put like into account that other players could go off. Yes, like, it could be some Dante Divincenzo go off. Yes, and Quaid goes off. That's in the fair. Final. That's fair. But he's been so good the entire yeah. season. Like Nova didn't have a guy that had, they had Jalen like, Brunson last year. Yeah, but Brunson didn't backpack them like that through entire March. They were too good that they didn't need it. That's my point. Yeah. Like, they still had Bridges and yeah. Spellman. Like, it's been the cash show the entire March. I don't know. National Championship is weird because there's always just one weird. random dude who goes off. And that's why. So, that's why. I like Matt Mooney at plus 5,500. You think they could win, though? I think they could win. And I, I, they're the team that's like, if they win, I don't think Culver's going to have 25. I do. I think Culver is the best player in, I, the, in the Final Four right now. You think he's the best player there? Yes. In terms of college ball. No, in terms of like, like he's a by far the most talent, most talent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Cash is Cash been unstoppable. Okay, so he's the best college. Tell me if you like these. Tell me you like these. Hunter plus six hundred. I like Hunter. I really. I, like I might stay away from all the Virginia people because it could be any three of them, between Jerome Guy. And well, Hunter. yeah, because Kyle Guy. Like, There's just too many. He could go like zero and 10, 0 for ten from threes and one half, and then just go like yeah. twelve, like twelve for twelve, and then we're gonna get to a Kyle points. Guy prop that I like. Um, Bryce Brown plus fifteen hundred. I would say no, from all Auburn stay away, people. Stay away. They're not winning. Yeah, they're not winning. Matt McCoy plus thirty six hundred. Oh no. Um, Culver plus six hundred. I think is good value. Yeah. I think there's a roadmap value. where he just like solidifies himself as a top five pick. Just goes off, makes clutch baskets. It's a really good storyline. It is a good storyline. It is. I think it, there's a roadmap for that. Yeah. I would stay away from Tillman and Goings. I mean, I think this narrows it down to. If you think Michigan State's going to win, take Cassius, and you're essentially getting plus 270 yeah. versus plus 180 on the off chance that someone else goes off. If you think Texas Tech can win, I would look at Mooney and Culver. I would look Pl- at Culver. I would not look at Mooney. Fine. Culver plus 600 yeah. is good value, I think. And then if Watch you think Virgin- now, if you think Virginia is going to win, just take one of your guys between Jerome, Guy, and Hunter. But Virginia's I, like That's know. tough. That's tough. I wouldn't take anybody. On I wouldn't. If I – I would wait. Until if you were playing on take any of the Virginia guys, I'd wait to see if they actually win this game first. Because yeah. I don't think those odds are going to change that much. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so most of the same play. That's a tough one, though. Um, which other ones do I like? Oh, scenarios. 
So Virginia beating Michigan State is plus 300. Please. Michigan State beating Virginia is plus 350. I'll be so rich if Virginia beats Michigan State in the finals. Auburn Auburn beating Michigan This is inter- I found this kind of interesting. Auburn beating Michigan State is the least likely scenario as opposed to Auburn beating Texas Tech. It's kind of weird. So that means like Auburn beating Texas Tech is plus 1000, Auburn beating Michigan State is plus tw- is plus 1200. It's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't sense. take either of those because uh, Auburn yeah. is not winning the national championship. But I think Virginia being Texas Tech at plus 450 is good value. If you think Texas Tech's beating Michigan State, I would take that. I think I just think they're like Virginia's only plus 150 right now. So if you don't have like if you're looking to make a bet for them to win, plus 150 is not really good value. So I think these yeah. are like good value bets to look at. Yeah. I would I, I like that. I think that's reasonable. I would take Virginia to beat Michigan State. I think that's just like that just makes the most sense. Yeah. All right. Do you like any win margins? Or interesting win margins. Let's hear them. No. Um, just Virginia by one to two points plus 1,000. Today? Yeah. For this game? Today. Or, yeah. yeah for, for I don't seven. think Virginia would win. I think if Virginia wins, it's by like six or seven. I, 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 like, I like Virginia six to nine. Or, uh, Virginia seven to nine plus yeah. 650. I, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like Virginia's winning the entire time. I like Auburn's yeah. trying to claw back, but they can't. And then Virginia's yep. just like. That's exactly. Up. I like Virginia. Seven to nine plus six fifty. I think that's good value. Yeah. Um, for the other one, I think it's gonna be close. I want to see the odds for Texas Tech for that game to go into overtime. I don't think it'll go into overtime. You know, it could. No, I mean it's gonna be close the entire game. I don't think like seven to nine would be realistic for that one either. Just I don't think there's not enough scoring for that. I think you could go like three to six. Yeah, I would go. I think it's gonna end up. I would go one. So this is interesting. What you could do. You could put both teams. You could throw like, throw on both teams because it's plus a thousand for both teams. One to two. I would do one to two. And for then Michigan State. you're just hoping that one of them hits. I would do one to two for Michigan State. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I uh, think the spread. I think the spread's gonna be so close. Like I think it's gonna be right like last second shot. Yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. Okay, Kyle guy, over under three. First of all, what do you think this is? Kyle guy over under three pointers tonight. I think I saw it. Was it four and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half. Over. Hundred percent over. Over. Yeah. I, t- I like that. Over. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting though. Like Auburn just jacks threes and Virginia like they're a good right. three point shooting team in like but a football. But they 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 won't win this they won't win this game without Kyle Guy making three. Well, threes. yeah, they need they, they need, need him to show up. Kyle Guy and Todd Drummond to hit threes. Um, Bryce Brown over under eighteen points. Under. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points against Virginia for it's one a lot guy. Of points. Um, what else is there? Ty Jerome over under five and a half assists. Right around his season average. Under five and a half is a lot. It's a season average. I mean, it's not un- it's not unreasonable to think that it's his average. And you just got to think if, even though Virginia isn't going to push the pace, you just if they the game gets a little bit more fast paced than usual, he's pitching out passes in transition. I don't think out five shooters. and a half is a lot of assists. It is a lot of assists. I would probably stay away from that one. I don't think there's uh, yeah, I uh, there's no direction on that one. One and, stat I read today is the last two Final Fours. The overs are four one and one. Really? In football stadiums, that sounds weird because it's like you know depth perception, all that right. stuff. A lot of like like outside stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. But I think the unders are gonna hit all three games. All three unders. All three games. With, there's a lot of good defense. There's a lot of good defense. Yeah. Michigan State's a good defensive team. They don't get a lot of credit for that. Yeah, they are. Team. Auburn is not a good defensive team. No, no. but like, Auburn is Auburn specifically relying on their three point shooting. Yeah, and I don't think that'll work in like you know okay. a, a stadium for seventy. Last people. last one I have for you that. I like it's interesting. I don't yeah. know where I would go. So Auburn, Virginia combined three pointers made seventeen and a half. 
It's a lot of threes. It's a lot. Of th- I'd go over. It. Auburn. Uh, so Auburn has the most percentage of their scoring come, coming from three pointers at thirty four percent. Virginia yeah. best three point defense in the country. The clash of the styles. One of them wins, and whoever wins that wins again. I I agree, but like I just can't see a world where I think this could hit because I think they could both have nine threes. Nine threes isn't that much for both for both series. teams. Yeah. but I think like there's also a world where there's a world where Auburn shoots four for like five for thirty from three. I think that's very realistic, yeah. And then there's also a world where they go 14. Like against UNC, it went like 17 for 28 or something. And they go 14, and all you need is Virginia to make four threes. I don't know. I I think these could all go either way. It's betting. That's the whole point of betting. I would probably probably stay under for that one. Because I'm hedging hedging towards Virginia's three-point shooting defense. Well, it it also depends who thinks going to win the game. If you think it's going to be like a low-scoring game, Virginia wins by eight or nine. That's what I think. Go under. But if you think it's going to be like... Auburn in it, and Auburn has a chance to win, it's definitely going to be over. Because that's the only way they can win. Yeah, that's true. Like, the same thing with unders. If you think, like, Auburn's going to win, go over in that game. That's or true. it's going to be close. If you that's think Virginia's going to win, go under. All right, you have anything else? I think we kind of wrapped up. Got so, everything. Got a yeah, lot in. It's good podcast. Pleasure. Yeah, pleasure being here. It's been a long time coming. Long time coming. Live up to back. the hype. I'll be back. You will be back. All right, thank you guys for tuning in, and... Stay tuned for more content as college basketball season comes to a close. AU season is on the come up. Follow me at Twitter, on, at Jake in the Paint on Twitter, at Jake in the Paint underscore on Instagram, and stay tuned for the content. And thank you, Kyle, for coming on. And follow the kid who replies to all the Jake's tweets. What's her, what's her Twitter? Should we plug your Twitter? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's like, it's, just, it's, just it's your name. You don't, is, it, is it? Yeah, it's your name something. Your name it's, with a number. It? Let me see. Kyle Solomon 5. Ky- That's at, the, uh, at, yeah, the troll you'll at, see at, ever. At Kyle Solomon 5. The next Barry McCockner in the making. Watch your language. Here. Twitter person. That's a Twitter. That's a Twitter. We kept it clean. We kept it clean. Yeah, for I'm. I'm surprised. An hour. I didn't say one bad thing. Yeah, good for you. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned.